Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we continue our series um, on human sexuality. We're looking at the topic of homosexuality from a Christian perspective. And on this episode, I want to talk about pastoral care in those who live with same-sex attraction and, and the historic posture <clears throat> of the church um, and in general, and then uh, my practice as a pastor, and then um, and then and I think in the next episode, then we'll look at sort of um, how how does the Christian worldview account for the reality of same sex attraction? And there's going to be some differences, as you might guess, between sort of the 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 more cultural wide approach to that. Some crossover, but some differences, and it helps explain uh, where we come from on this issue. But let's talk about pastoral care. So in in other episodes, I made clear that when we talk about those who live with same-sex attraction, there is a, a hard line between um, attractions or, or what we call orientation, um, but there's a hard line between attractions and behavior. And living with attractions is not um, uh, something that's sinful. It's a reality people live with. It's what I do with those and how I act on them that creates a, a problem um, biblically and in terms of the Christian tradition. All of us have desires and attractions built into us that attract us to things that aren't in alignment with God's will. And we all have to live with those. And then we learn how to uh, you know, live in a way where we don't give into those things and hopefully, to some degree, grow out of them or struggle with them our whole lives, our whole life. So, um, so therefore, what I would say is, number one, everyone who the church intersects with is a human being made in the image of God. So they have eternal and intrinsic value as human beings, period. Number two, every person who comes to the church and the church encounters is also a person for whom Christ died. And so they have the same level of eternal value, even in their sin, because Christ went to the cross for everyone. Everyone's completely redeemed by Christ, and forgiveness is available for everyone who wants it. Uh, There's no exceptions. So those two facts shape how we relate to every single person, no matter what attractions or desires they live with, period. So the person who shows up at a church, who uh, lives with same-sex desires and attractions, um, they are 100% completely welcome. There's nothing that would bar them from being part of worship life, church life, even ordination life. Um, You know, there there are a lot of clergy who live with the reality of same-sex attraction and, of course, navigate that in a way that's in conformity with God's will. And... um, that's who they are, and there's just nothing barring that. So that's just the starting point with that. Now, that's first step. Second step is, as pastor, if someone comes and they say, hey, I live with this attraction, and I practice this, what would I say to them? I'd say, hey, um, you're welcome to come worship, number one. Uh, number two, um, if you're coming to me, I want to share with you a biblical vision for human sexuality, and it'd probably be a long conversation, and invite them to consider 
um, stopping their practice. And that, that might be something that um, takes a while for them to process. But, you know, I'd be patient and kind and careful. Um, and if they're sort of determined to keep living that practice but want to come to worship, um, I'd probably invite them to consider holding off from coming to communion until they sort that out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a rule because... Because it's a kind of situation where I can't know what's in someone's heart when they come to receive communion before the Lord, um, but but for their sake, if they're kind of kind of a place where where they know what the Scripture's saying they don't want to do it, I, I I probably encourage that, and I walk them to keep coming and keep exploring, and um, but I probably because of their well not probably as a matter of policy and this is real common among fellow Anglican clergy, if they're living a lifestyle where they practice this. I wouldn't let them give leadership in any kind of spiritual ministries we do in our church, leading a small group, teaching children's church, those kind of things. I'd say we need to wait on that till this gets sorted out. But there's other ministries like serving, setting up signs as our facility team does, things like that. That I just would welcome folks into that and invite them to process. And probably over time, um, what I what I would predict is. Um, people in that reality some would say i think i want to i want to go deeper into christ i want to step away from this lifestyle and others would go you know that's just not where i want to go so i'm probably done here and you know that that's fine everyone has to make their own decision so if that's the reality that's how i would pastorally minister i've never had someone come um who lives the same sex attraction who is practicing it and 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 wants to keep practicing and has told me that pastorally. Perhaps there's people who've been that way, but they've never told me that pastorally. I have had a number of people, um, both uh, before I was Anglican, I was a pastor in Iowa, and as an Anglican who live with same-sex attraction and come to me and share that pastorally, and and already have a framework, a biblical and Christian framework, where they say, I know I know Jesus doesn't want me to to act out on this, but this is what I'm living with. And um, and I want you to know that, and I, I it's important for me for you as pastor to know that to help me be faithful in this area, and um, you know to not uh, give into my thought life, to maybe not use pornography around this this behavior or not act out on it fully, and um, to be praying with me, just know that, and so that's been part of my ministry. I'm in that kind of person completely, absolutely. I mean, there's just there's just no. No rejection of that person at all. It would be completely inappropriate. That's a faithful disciple. Because you know what? I have desires and attractions for things that are not in alignment with God's will, and so do you. Um, and we're faithful Christians, and we worship and receive the sacraments and pursue Jesus. And sometimes we fall and we have to repent. That, that's true of all of us, and it's not like this is a special category where you don't get a get all those same graces and realities. We all do. And so that person's, of course, fully, absolutely, totally welcome in the life of our church. Um, and they're not second-class citizens because they live that struggle. It's not, it's not um, something that makes you a pariah or less valuable. You're fully made in the image of God. You're fully redeemed by Jesus. And you're just like everyone else. You have a sin struggle that you have to live with. And, and that's what everyone in the church lives with. That's who all of us are. And so come and join and be part of who we are. But just to sum up, um, and, and again, these are short-form podcasts. What I just told you, I could, I could spend two hours on and ask lots of, answer lots of specific questions. But I would just say that as a posture of church life, 
Um, every human being is valued because they're made in the image of God, and every person is valued because Jesus died for them. I don't care who they are, what they live with, what they've done. That means everyone, you know, everyone, no matter what their evil sin is. So think of the particular sins out there in the culture that you really abhor and people who embrace those ideas and sins. They're valued by God, and we're called to value them, even though we condemn what they do. That's that's the way it is. And then for those who are coming and exploring and still living, um, practicing um, this lifestyle, they're welcome to come and worship. And, and if they come to me and we talk, I'd probably encourage them to kind of, based on kind of where they're at, where their heart is, I just have to, it's a case-by-case basis. I'd help them navigate moving towards discipleship and, and probably... Um, over time, they'd make a sort of a fuller decision one way or another. And then, of course, anyone who lives with the reality of same-sex attraction, um, whether it's uh, fully uh, same-sex or maybe bisexuality, either one, um, they are fully qualified members of the church and disciples of Jesus and welcome. And there's just no questions asked about that, period. Okay, I hope that's helpful. Next episode is going to be how do we understand um, same-sex attraction within the Christian framework and how that differs from kind of the things we hear from culture. God bless and have a great day.